The Holy Gospel according to Luke in the 11th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up to give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is a, his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the doors will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. So I think as many of you know, my youngest nephew, Corin, he was here a few weeks ago and a reminder that he is seven years old. Well, when he was visiting, it was getting to be kind of the end of our week together. And he was feeling a little sad and a little homesick. So we were FaceTiming his mom. And at the end of this conversation, he goes, Mom, when I come home, are you going to throw me a homecoming party? <laughs> we did. We laughed. And her response was, no, Corin." Why, why would we throw you a party? You've been having a wonderful week with Aunt Molly. <laughs> so he asked, so he did not receive a party, um, but you know, he did get a loving welcome home at the very least. Kids are often tenacious in what they will ask for. They don't have a lot of boundaries or shame around asking for what they want, and if they don't receive it, asking again and again and again. <laughs> now, our gospel for today is the moment in Luke where Jesus introduces the Lord's Prayer. I hope that that sounded a little bit familiar to all of you. Yes? Okay, good, good. <laughs> Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. And we're going to come back to that, but I think the part that gets difficult in our gospel is that second addition to what prayer is all about. And so I want to start with that today. The part of the passage that may be second most familiar to us, us those famous lines that say, ask and it will be given to you, search and you will find, knock and the door will be opened. 
For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds, and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. And now, I know how problematic these popular verses can be. So we're just going to get it out of the way, and I'm going to give it to you straight here. It is not true that if you just pray hard enough, you're going to get exactly what you want. Does everybody know that? Yes. Okay, good. And the other side of that is that when we do pray, people don't die, diseases aren't left uncured, tragedies, disasters, they don't happen because you didn't pray hard enough or because you don't have enough faith. Everybody good? Everybody know? Okay, good. I think we need a little reminder of that every once in a while. Because for us and our faith, God is not this mysterious genie in a lamp. Jesus is not some slot machine wanting to give us a reward for good behavior and exactly what we want if we follow all of the right rules. Okay, so now that we have that out of the way, Today is also another reminder about what Pastor Andrew told us last week, about how important stories are, how stories tell us about who God is. And so Jesus tells us a couple of stories today. First, there is this short story about a man who goes to his friend at midnight. Midnight people, how many of you are up at midnight? Because I am, I'm not, okay. <laughs> A couple of you. I'm not up at midnight. <laughs> so keep that in mind before you judge the friend's reaction too harshly. He asks for some bread because he has unexpected guests and he has nothing to feed them with. And the friend says, um, no, I am in bed and my children are in bed too and I just can't do that for you right now. But Jesus continues to add to this story that if the man who is asking is persistent enough, then his friend will eventually get up and supply him with the bread that he needs. I mean, he's already awake anyway, so why not? <laughs> then Jesus continues on, and we get another learning moment, and another story where Jesus talks about some evil people, the people who are actually listening to Jesus, these people will still be willing to give their children an egg and a fish when the child asks for it. Even those who are considered the worst give generously to those who are vulnerable and in need, people like children. And all of these stories are about people who are asking and what they end up receiving. Which brings us back to that big old question from which our misconceptions about how we get what we want from God plays out. For you see, this passage is not just about stories, it's about prayer too, the Lord's Prayer. And we all know as Christian people that prayers are often the place where we lift up our desires to God. It's the place where we often allow ourselves to be the most vulnerable, revealing our wants and our needs. God is often the one who we tell our deepest desires to, those things that are deep within our hearts that we don't like to tell to other people. Well, one day during chaplaincy, we were having this debate about what should we pray for? 
a colleague of mine, a future Catholic priest, insisted that he was going to pray for his sports team to win. Now, who here has ever prayed for their sports team to win? Andrew, okay, good, outing yourself, yeah. I, I suspected a few of you, mm-hmm. Those who wear their Packers jersey on Sunday, yeah, mm-hmm. Anyway, so he insisted that. Um, at the time, I was a little bit annoyed by that because, you know, I was in the throes of chaplaincy. I was seeing a lot of sick people in the hospital, and I thought, goodness, ugh. God is so busy with all the ills of the world. Stop cluttering God's inbox with whether the Packers are going to win. How selfish. So I had that moment to which my chaplaincy supervisor said, well, it doesn't hurt to ask. <laughs> it doesn't hurt to ask. Maybe that is true. I certainly think that God receives everything we ask every prayer and knows every need, listens when every door is knocked upon. However, sometimes no matter how hard you pray, your sports team might not win. And what is sadly true as well is that someone who is sick might not get better. Relationships might not heal. The world won't always be graced with peace and harmony. When we put our desires and hopes out there to God, what we want isn't always the outcome that we get. What we ask for isn't always what we receive. So what's the truth in this passage? Jesus promises that if we ask, we will receive something, and if we knock, a door will be opened, and if we search, we're bound to find something. And so I want you to look back at the text, the examples that Jesus offers through his very important gift of stories to us. First, there is a man who is des in desperate need and he goes to a friend. He tells the friend his problem and Jesus promises that the friend will eventually respond. And the children who ask, they turn to the adult and caretaker in their life, and even those people who are described as evil will give what the children ask for. Those who are asking, those are people who are vulnerable and in vulnerable situations. A man in need in the middle of the night, a child asking for food, people who are desperate, but people who are also willing to ask, who are willing to hope, who are willing to be vulnerable when they are in need and to reach out to God and to one another. And so I do believe, I do think that we often find that if we do pray consistently and with hope, if we are tenacious and persistent, we find that there are answers that do arise, even if they are not the answers we expected or the outcomes that we had envisioned. Because Jesus makes a promise to us. He promises that if we ask, we will receive. If we knock, the door will be opened. If we are persistent, 
there will be hope, a hope that our needs will be met. And Jesus is, of course, not a liar. And all of that begins with prayer. Now let's go back to the beginning, to the Lord's Prayer. Those beginning lines in Luke's version. It begins with, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. This is how we are supposed to pray, by remembering God. And at the very beginning of this prayer that we have recited ourselves in maybe different versions millions upon millions of times, we begin with God the Father, or really what is a better translation of God the Dad, the Daddy figure, the one who is above all near to us and loving, the God whose essence is eternal love. And that's one thing I want you to remember when you start your prayers. God is eternal love. And second, the second part of that Lord's Prayer is a reminder of God's kingdom, that the kingdom has come near to us. Eternal love that comes from God makes the kingdom of God near to us. And so here's the point where prayer does all those wonderful and magnificent things. It reminds us of who God is, but it also changes us, our hearts. It calls us to live into God's love in this world, and it calls us to bring the kingdom of God near. And what does the kingdom of God look like? Well, it simply looks like those stories we are told by Jesus. It looks like a friend, even though he doesn't really want to, getting up in the middle of the night to give his friend some bread. It looks like people who are even considered evil giving good things to children. It looks like generosity and hope. It looks like abundance when you reach out. It looks like someone being there to help you when you are in need or comfort you when you are sad. And so if we pray, if we pray, we will receive. The doors will be opened because each one of us will be reminded that God is love, God is here, and we are called to be God's love at work in this world, to be the love that answers one another's prayers. Amen.